Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back. Here we go. To another episode of The Flat Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, I made cookies the other day. We should talk about it. Yeah, because you make cookies very different. I make cookies the Mike Kelly way. What does that mean? <laughs> Not the way you're supposed to. <laughs> what is what is the Mike Kelly way? What does it entail? I make my cookie dough by combining uh, sometimes two different flours if I have the option. Otherwise, I just used all purpose. But sometimes it's nice to throw in like cake flour or bread flour with all purpose. Um, the best cookie in my opinion, is a combination between all-purpose flour and bread flour. Gives it a nice texture and consistency and fluff. So you're someone that actually makes their own dough. Yeah. You don't go and buy a Toll House or Pillsbury or anything like that? No. If I buy Toll House cookie dough, it's just so I can eat the package. I don't bake it. That's ridiculous. Um, So from there, once the, the flour is combined with the baking soda and the baking powder and all the dry ingredients are in a their own bowl. I then take the wet ingredients per se, which is basically just the softened and or melted butter with the sugar, add that, uh, fluff that up. Mm -hmm. And then I use my KitchenAid privileged. Nice. And then I use, uh, the secondary bowl and add accordingly. And then once the two bowls are combined into one bowl and I have my dough, I then add my chocolate chips. So, in regards to my sugar, it's not standard, like, pure cane sugar. I use that. I use a cup of that, but then I also use a cup of brown sugar. Oh, interesting. So there's two cups of sugar per batch, which is disgusting to think about, but I don't care. Because when I'm making cookies, I'm making a cookie. I'm not going to, Make a you know, cookie? Yeah, I'm not going to use coconut oil and shreds of coconut and then almond milk. Like, no. I'm using two whole large eggs. I'm not using an egg white and then an egg yolk. Like, no. Two whole eggs go in the batter. How many? What is your ideal chocolate chip per cookie ratio? So it depends. But this most recent batch, I've used whatever was left in the bag because I also eat chocolate chips plain out of the bag. I just crush morsels. <laughs> I've done it since I was in high school. Um, so we, at all times in our house, have <clears throat> chocolate chips ready for consumption. It's just something that's always in the fridge. So have you always used to make your cookies yourself and you never got like Toll House or anything? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the only time I've, like I said, gotten Toll House was either just to make like a quick batch for a party or just to consume myself because I'm a tubble up. But what are you going to do? <laughs> tubble up. It's, it's health. I mean, cookies are healthy, not in regards to normal nutrition and health, but for mind, body, and soul. You know. True. It's just soul food for me. I think that's what it says on the back of the label. Probably. Good for mind, body, and health. And then and soul. The trick. Here's the trick. I preheat my oven to 375. Um, and then I line my baking sheet with parchment paper because it makes cleaning easy. Mm-hmm. I also clean as I cook cause I'm anal and I just like to sit down and enjoy what I've cooked. I don't want to 
focus on the fact that I have to clean everything when I'm done. It's just a, an extra thought that floats in my head. Do you do that for dinner too? Yeah. That's too much work, man. I just, I just want to cook, eat, and then worry about it later. I was taught that way. Clean as you cook. So now it's just second nature. But yeah, I mean, when I'm done cooking, I'm sweating because I'm literally doing three things at once. Right. Yeah. So I line my baking sheet with parchment paper and then I take my scooper and I scoop my dough with perfectly sized balls and then line them on the sheet. However, I don't use a cookie scooper. I use an ice cream scooper. Oh my gosh. So my cookies are a little bit larger than your cookies. Um, it takes 13 minutes to do six cookies. So it takes a long time Thir- to bake. To sit what? Yeah, it takes 13 minutes at 375 <clears throat> degrees for six cookies to bake. All right, show everybody what size your cookies are. They're pies, bro. They're like seriously. Yeah, it's it's like a two hander for Colleen. It's it's a one cookie you're done kind of a thing. They're thick. They're it's a it's a pie. How do you how do you get that with the ice cream scooper though? Well, it's just a massive amount of dough. You then smush it down though, right? Hell no. No. Scoop the ball, throw it in. What? Oh yeah, and then as a It's a cookie ball, dude. That's not a cookie. Right, but as cookie. it as dude, it takes 13 minutes to cook. So then as it cooks, it sit, it sits. It settles down and spreads out. It's amazing. Dude, that's too much. I'll post a picture on our Instagram so people can see them. Do you throw ice cream with it too or just the cookie? Well, we don't have ice cream in the house. Um which it's like a cardinal sin. Not to have ice cream in my house, but we don't have ice cream in the house. So normally I would, but now it's just, we slam cookies. Damn. It's tough too in the morning when you wake up and you see him sitting there in the Tupperware container and you haven't even had breakfast yet. And you're like, who's going to stop me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to stop myself, so somebody better. I know. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how I make cookies and that's what I did. But don't you feel sad though? Because once you eat that first cookie, you're like. A third of the way done with the whole batch at that point. That's not fun. You would keep going, but because they're so big and filling, you're just kind of sick to your stomach. And you're like, I I could eat another one, but it would be disastrous. So you choose not to. Do you make your own brownies, too? I have. Do you use the ice cream scooper for that? <laughs> just make it into one cookie brownie? No, I just make one giant pan. I make one giant brownie for myself. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what else did you do other than making cookies? Okay, chocolate chip or oatmeal raisin cookies? Chocolate chip. Don't waste my time with oatmeal raisin. <laughs> do you like oatmeal raisin cookies? Yeah, I'll, I'll eat them. Dude, there's there's not a lot of sweets I don't eat. The, li- literally, one of the only sweets I don't eat is orange chocolate. I hate orange chocolate. Oatmeal raisin cookies are right below chocolate chip cookies for me. I love them so much. If they're done right. Yeah, right. If they're done right. You could dry them out. And man, oh man, that's not a good time. No. No. Chip a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> or you just feel like a cow just gnawing on the bottom of a shoe. It's True. just too grainy. Yeah. But oatmeal raisin cookies done right, honestly, might be better for me than chocolate chip cookies. Really? Yeah. If they're done right, like you said. What about peanut butter cookies? I could, I could slam some peanut butter cookies. What about double like, chocolate? <clears throat> so when I'm looking for a cookie. This is a bracket right here. Yeah, I know. I like my cookies to have complexity within the cookie itself. So a full peanut butter cookie doesn't do it for me. A chocolate chip cookie where you have some parts that are just cookie and then some parts that have chocolate chips in it or oatmeal raisin. The whole cookie's oatmeal. You can get one bite oatmeal, one bite oatmeal raisin. That's what intrigues me. 
If you got a full cookie that's the same flavor throughout, it's not for me. Right. So, right, right, right. Right. That's how I rate my cookies. All right. I fugs with that. <laughs> <laughs> so are they any, are there any left or are you destroyed them already? No, we made them last night, so there's there's a bunch so left. So are there any left or did you destroy them already? Well, so don't act like making them last night matters. They're huge, dude. <laughs> Colleen goes, um, she goes, you're going to have some of the dough. And I said, yeah. So I scooped with an ice cream scooper. Like I said, ice cream scooper seven times. I literally put a scoop into my palm. And she goes, what are you going to do with that? And then I just looked at it, looked at her, and then literally took a bite out of it. <laughs> like a barbarian. <laughs> she was grossed out. I had a good time. You know, I don't care about raw eggs. That doesn't. No. It's cookie dough. If they're mixed with something, it. it's fine. Really oh, is that, what I think. is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, okay. So. There's obviously so many professional doctoral science and research behind all this. But, but like, what what does raw eggs even give you? Salmonella poisoning, whatever it is. Is that is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why when Rocky was drinking like six eggs as a shake in the morning, everyone's like, you probably shouldn't do that. But if I'm licking the spoon, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, I mean, everything in moderation. But it's still a potential hazard. Who cares? That's something from the 50s. Right. I'm over here eating raw cookie dough and living my best life. And So are there actual eggs in like Toll House cookie dough? Probably. Because I just slammed that. <laughs> I don't know anybody that doesn't so... eat raw cookie dough. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, oh, no. That has to be cooked first. Like, no. No. There's do people you, that eat raw fish. Do you like cookie dough ice cream? Yeah, of course. Is that... Like, that's not cooked cookie dough, is it? Like, how, how do they make cookie dough ice cream, then? Good question. Let's reach out to Ben and Jerry's. Okay, have them on an episode once this quarantine's <laughs> over. Yo, Ben, yo, Jerry, come on, bro. I think they both had a heart attacks. Yeah, I think so, too. Too much cookies. Uh, or ice cream. Or salmonella. Yeah. Could be one. <laughs> what, what is your favorite pint of ice cream? Like the, like those little uh, Ben and Jerry. Yeah, half-baked. Half-baked. There you go. Good man, good man. That's mine, too. Is it really? Yeah. It's also Colleen's. I think it's everybody. Again, what's one journeys? Of she doesn't eat ice cream. So what are we drinking today? <laughs> That's why I never have any ice cream in the house, bro. Anyway, speaking of that, what are we drinking today, Mike? You took notes. Start us off. How does she not eat ice cream? Oh my god, I'm gonna talk to her after this. <laughs> we're we're drinking four roses single barrel. And Put it up to the camera. Let them see what you're working with. Bam. So Four Roses Single Barrel, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, distilled and aged by Four Roses Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. It's 50 ABV. 50% ABV. Uh, proof was... This was hotter, wasn't it? It was 90... Uh, no, that one's like or, 105 or, no. or something, right? It's 50 ABV. Hold on. 50 ABV? Yeah. So it's 104. No, 116. 116? No way. It can't be 116. Hey, dude. Is it really that high? If it's 58, then yeah, it's 116. Right? Yeah, 116. <laughs> we still can't do math. Dude, first, before we get into just cut this whole thing out. Yesterday, what is no, the actual we're not we're not cutting anything out. Just we don't cut, cut it out. anything out. <laughs> I know. The it's fifty ABV. 
Yeah, so it's 116 proof. I knew it was hotter, but I didn't think it was that hot. Yeah. Are you sure it's single so, barrel? So that has nothing to do with it. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that hot. Dude, I'm telling you, one sixteen. It says it right there on the bottle, right? No, there's no proof. Yeah, dude, one sixteen. This is hotter. I remember. So, for everybody that while Mike continues to fumble with the whiskey over here, we had this with uh, Justin Hartman during the whiskey talk. So if you tuned in, this is the same bottle that we had during that talk, which we will be posting. Um. This is one hundred proof. One hundred proof. It's not one hundred. If it's fifty-eight, it's not one hundred. Fifty five zero. Oh, I thought you said fifty-eight. No, five zero. Oh, then yeah, it's one hundred. Oh yeah, cool. You, I could have sworn you said fifty-eight. No, 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 hundred proof. Fifty percent. So, back to what I was saying. This is their high rye blend. So, Four Roses has like ten different blends, um, mash bills that they make some of their bourbon. And this is their high rye. So looking at the mash build, 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. And this is still considered a bourbon because it's majority corn. And it's not a rye whiskey because it's not more than 51% rye. But this is their high rye formula for their bourbon. Which gives it a nice complexity when you compare it against a lot of other bourbons. Because rye is very rarely a high percentage ingredient when it comes to bourbon. And it's aged 7 to 10 years minimal. Yeah. So it's very interesting. We will be posting parts of the Hartman's uh, bourbon talk. So uh, I'm not sure if this will be part of it. But uh, stay tuned for that. And definitely attend the next one that we have. Because it was a great time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Faux show. So what else, Mike? What else is going on? We got my... uh, I I had you come over a little bit earlier today. Because... I finally got the golf net, which is exciting. Uh, I ordered it April 1st, and it just came today, which is April, what, 25th? 27th. 27th. Jesus Christ. April's gone, man. The whole month of April we've been inside. The whole month. But I finally got the golf net. We set it up in the garage. It fits like a glove. Uh, I found out that I don't really like to measure things before I buy stuff, so, I mean, it's whatever. We're fitting a... 11 foot 12 foot net in a seven foot space and And it fits perfectly shocking (laughs) i don't know why people put dimensions on anything anyway because you can make it work (laughs) (laughs) oh and it was assembled outside and then we had to fit it through a man door that was six feet and it was just I literally did nothing but repeat hypotenuse and (laughs) pivot like it was just a disaster but it works. It stops a ball. It stops a ball. That's yeah. all I care about. <laughs> Don't worry about the lights hanging. Don't worry about the lights. Don't <laughs> worry about the light bulbs. Don't worry about the drywall. Everything will be fine. I have a warranty on it. It shouldn't go through. If it goes through, there goes my window. But, you know, that's that's showbiz, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta. We should have filmed us actually setting it up because it was, it was pretty funny. But uh, we need to uh, go play now. And film. Yeah, we do. And it's going to be hilarious. And golf courses are open now. So now I don't even need this thing. Are they open in this county? Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, I'm not sure. She says. I'm not sure if the uh, like town and county courses are, but private ones are open. Okay. Interesting. I need this. I already done with the water. I'm so over it. Right. So over it. And I work every day. And I'm 
still over it. So I couldn't imagine. There's really nothing different for you then. It's, yeah. I mean, my life really hasn't changed except uh, people are way more weird around other people and I can't get a, a sandwich on lunch. That's pretty much the only difference. Really? Yeah. Because everything's closed. The guy so. that delivered the net today. He, we were like both in the driveway and we made we made eye contact and he looks at me and he goes, you want me to, you want me to just leave it here? <laughs> Dude, whatever. I mean, I don't care. Just don't cough directly into my mouth and we'll be fine. <laughs> like, you don't need to be that. And you know how the mandate is you have to wear a mask if you can't socially distance? Correct. And everyone just is like, well, now we have to regardless. Yeah, everybody looks at you weird when you don't. Yeah. I went to go pick up food the other day. No one else there. And I paid online, so it's not like I was in someone's face. So I go to pick up food. Everyone's looking at me like, who's this dude? What, what do you think he is? Some sort of superhero? Doesn't need a mask? It's like, just it's, relax. It's called reading comprehension. Right. Try it. Yeah. But, I can't, but everyone else can. And you wonder why that was a category when we were being tested on right. through school. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a, there's a reason for that. Oh, same thing with these stimulus checks. No one knows that they're going to have to pay back or <laughs> have some sort of taken out of their next tax return. But it's whatever. We don't need to read the fine details. <laughs> I know. On page 4,756, it says <laughs> in small print, you got to pay it back with next year's taxes. No one reads. I do. I don't read anything else but that. Dude, yes, last week after we did that segment on how I do not read, yeah. the whole rest of the episode, I seriously did, was not with it. I listened back, uh, listened it back. See, I'm losing it again right now. I listened it back today, and I'm like, I didn't make sense the rest of the episode. I'm really filling in this whole stigma of people who don't read are dumb. I mean, you're not, though. You I just, know, but that's how I... Our listeners, our millions and millions of listeners don't know that. They don't know me on a personal level. I also, instead of saying platelets, said plasma when you asked how I stopped the bleeding after I cut myself shaving. It happens. Words just fall out I mean, of your word plasma's kind of similar. It, kind of, but it's not. Plasma doesn't stop bleeding. Plasma is just something that's in your bloodline. And next week, when I watch this week's episode, I'm going to be like, Mike, you're a moron. That's not it either. It was plasma. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> also, I looked it up because I did the same thing today at work, driving around um, for deliveries. I listened to our episode and laughed when you were like, there's no bones in your ears. And I Googled it. And there are. How many? There's like four. They're super small. They're And they're in all mammals. I don't know. There's not. Okay. Dude, in my ear, there's no bones. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Can yeah. I do this with my ear if there were bones? It's cartilage, Michael. It's, it's your inner ear, dude. It's not well, the, obviously this outside the section. It's called your skull. Oh, my God. Goodness. <laughs> the literal worst. Watch another episode of Forensic Files. Yeah, you sent me a snap. What did you think? I, I tend to watch it when uh, I'm like near going to sleep. Okay. And then I just forget about it. Perfect. Yeah. So I don't really remember what it was about. I just watched it. I was like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> Didn't even make it through my sentence. But we had a very, very interesting week of let's just watch thrillers the whole week. So we watched Waco. Have you watched that yet? No. So good. Do you know about Waco? Yeah. Watch it. It's incredible. And it's only six episodes long. Every episode is an hour. You'll fly through it. Yeah, but there's going to be more. And then it's another show that I have to keep no, watching. No, it's not more. If you know about Waco, there's it's not. There's well, it's no big, way for it to do more. Well, it's all based on true events, right? 
Is that is that your point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, who knows what's gonna happen in Waco? It's Waco. Well, yeah, but that whole cult is done. Goodness. So there's not gonna be more. I just can't believe that people never heard of that. Yeah. So go watch so, it. So, I, okay. So I know that it's about real events. So it's about the cult that eventually led to the Oklahoma City bombing. No. Oh, it's not that. No. So what it is. Dude, I can't believe you don't know about Waco. It's this, right? No, it's not. All right. Sweet. <laughs> or are you talking about the dude that lives up on the, the hill? No. Waco is in Waco, Texas, obviously. Yeah. And it was a religious cult that kept bringing people into it. And there was like hundreds of people in this cult living in this one building. It burned down. And there was were, a mass shootout. Yeah, there was a mass shootout. Um, it burned down. But yep. it didn't leave the Oklahoma City bombing. It did. Did it really? Yeah, because Timothy McVeigh drove down to Waco when the whole thing was going on, and it pissed him off. Oh, really? Because he thought that the government did it all on purpose and killed everybody. And then because of Waco, that actually set him over the edge. And then he committed the Oklahoma City bombing oh, due okay. to the events that, that happened at Waco. So maybe there'll be an Oklahoma City That's what I'm saying. Like, instead of Waco. Yeah. The event in Waco had, I mean, the uh, the ripple effect yeah, from it, it was, was insane. Yeah, there was a ton of it because they're still not sure what actually happened. Yeah, because the dude two, was nuts. Yeah, he let out some people, not a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, then the whole fire happened. Which could be caused by the tear gas or it could be caused by them just setting the place on fire. So there's I, two different theories there. I side with the police on this. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I yeah, normally but... try to side with the police unless there's extremely exculpatory evidence <laughs> that shows other. True. There's not a lot of people that are just wanting people to die. Speaking so. of current events, there's uh, Michael Flynn, the former FBI guy. Mm-hmm. There's new evidence that came out uh, last night or today that is exonerating him completely. Really? Because it they proved that the FBI framed him. So I saw that today. Interesting. So I'm going to catch up on that and see what, yeah. what that was all about. Because it was an alert that came up on my phone and I was too busy at work. So I'm just like, I'll check it after work. It's crazy. It could be false though, because everything's false. The uh, that Jim Con- or Kim Jong Un dying. Jim Kalun. Yeah, Jim, Jim Kong Un. <laughs> it's dude. I'm telling you, it's this 196,000 proof <laughs> whiskey that we can't figure you know, out. Uh, yeah. So supposedly he's dead, but not really, but kind of. But he's also on a beach. South Korea came out today and said that he's alive. Oh, they did. Yeah. Nice. Nailed it. Yeah, they had. Uh, they had solid confirmed intel that came out and said he's alive his state is unknown but he is definitely alive because there were a lot of other reports the first report was he died then they came back and said no he's just in a vegetative state and then they're like okay now he died and then they came back out and they're like well no he's still alive so, so he could still be in a vegetative state but. he's probably yeah i mean he's probably just in like a. well his whole family suffered from heart attacks yeah. So all of them did. And the the reason that this was so blown, not blown up, but it was so important was because they just celebrated like his grandfather's death and he didn't show up. So yeah. everyone's like, where the hell is Kim Jong-un? So, Same thing with, uh, who was the Supreme Court justice that disappeared for a while? And then they randomly saw her in like a gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was her name? Uh, uh, three three letters for her, all of her initials. RBG. RBG. Yeah. Yeah, she was like missing for like a week. And everyone's like, did she die? They're like, oh, she's holding out. And it was like all the political conspiracies came out. I'm like, oh, my God, you people are crazy. Jump on every chance you can. Yep. She's probably just chilling. Oh, yeah. Just chilling at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Dude, so speaking of law enforcement and everything, do you follow West Seneca Police Department on Facebook? I have before. They made a switch, and I follow them from when it was like, I got a Facebook um, 2006, 2008 time frame. I got a Facebook, and then I moved out to West Seneca. My dad bought his house in West Seneca in 2001, and that's when I became a little more familiar with the town, but my whole family's from West Seneca and Cambridge Ave area. Um, and I followed West Seneca PD in 2010 because that's when I had my job at Tim Hortons in West Seneca. Yep. And then I met them all and I was just like, I want to know what's going on in the town. So I followed their, because they post like blotter updates, which I was stoked about. I've always wanted a scanner. Mm-hmm. Always, my stepdad, who was a sheriff, um, would fall asleep to it. Really? Yeah, he would listen to it in his room and fall asleep. But he he was never on the road. He just worked in the jail. But um, he always just kept up on who's who. But it was I asked him years ago. But I was like, why do you? And he's like, there's a lot of repeat guys. So I want to hear if anybody's coming back that I just I catch the name and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I know him. It's crazy. Yeah. So do you follow yeah. them on Facebook now? Yeah. They're the funniest I never police stopped. department in the entire world right now. They're up there. Because they just post like random hip memes about like don't steal or like Carol Baskin will have someone kill you or something. <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. Yeah. But they're killing it right now. Yeah. Every single time I scroll through my phone, I'm like, that is awesome that a police department can show the, the human and the humility, like the, the side of the police department that most people forget because a lot of people don't feel like law enforcement are people too, or, or at least they forget that. And mm-hmm. this kind of brings it back to where it throws back this sort of sense of humor and everybody just starts laughing and loving the police again. Yeah. It is so It's funny. needed. Definitely needed. I love there, them. There's a lot of, uh, they have a lot of good gifts of Groundhog Day because now we're in quarantine and every day is the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just, they had some dude was stealing from uh, cars overnight when everyone's oh, yeah. sleeping yep. and then they caught him and they posted another scene from another movie it's like not today it's just <laughs> they're screaming at him from across the table but every every cop that i know in west Seneca pd is just an absolute bro yeah. super professional really good people and they just i mean west Seneca is not big Mm-mm. so it's yeah, you rotate your regions and all that, but it's like, dude, it's okay, I'll go drive through Fisher Court again. Right, <laughs> like yeah. it's the same freaking thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a riot. They have a lot of fun. But they also do a really good job. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and they're really cool to follow. I interviewed them when we were in college. Did I interviewed you? one of their detectives for one of my classes and then um Did we, you do an internship? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. And I bite myself in the ass for that a lot. But it's it's kind of twofold. Like I didn't necessarily, I don't know, like need it because my whole family's in law enforcement. Like my stepdad was a sheriff. All my cousins and a um, bunch of my uncles are COs. A lot of my friends were already cops. And then because of that, um, at the VFW, all of the people that my parents knew at the VFW, their kids were town cops. So they were always at the house, like always hanging out. So I grew up with like hearing all the stories, going through the, all the like the different dramas and, oh, did you hear what happened on this side of town and right. all that? Like, that's just, I grew up with that. Um, so for kids that didn't have any experience at all and they're just like, I just want to be a cop, it's, you know, but 
I've always been brought into like stations and this is where we do the booking and I always got those kind of tours so it was pretty neat. I did my internship with Chitawaga. Mm-hmm. I did crime scene there. So that was cool because that's ultimately what I wanted to go for. It was like a real life forensic file, you know. So I'm going to laugh at 34 when we just say screw it and then we just jump into law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, both of us. Because you, you were just telling me the other day like it's still floating around your mind. Yeah. And it's still floating around mine. It does every day. But I don't know if I like if I will. Except when I'm 34 and a half and I'm like, let me just do it. Right. It's, I have the conversation a lot with Colleen and she always thinks about quality of life. She's worried about kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I get it. But yeah, my, my entire adult life has been like that anyways. Right. Like I've always worked holidays, weekends, whatever. True. But, but like going back to our crazy thriller weekend, we also watched American Sniper classic. Solid. Love that movie. Yeah, fake babies. And then I, dude, I don't understand why they put <laughs> so much effort and energy into that movie just to have a fake baby. Like it's blatantly fake. They got destroyed for it. I bet they got destroyed as for well. It. They should. That was such a serious movie. There's no way that 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 they could not find it. Like, why did they even do that? I don't know. There's lesser movies that can have. Actually, a real I do know the baby got sick, and they had no time for a fill-in. No time for a fill-in. You just got to lay there. They couldn't find a baby. That's that's what the press release said. I actually looked it up because when the whole thing was going on, they literally came out and they're like, okay, this is what happened. Like, the baby we were going to use got sick, so we couldn't find another baby, So we just and we were filming, so we just used a fake baby. Dude, you save that scene for when you can find a baby. That was so obvious. Like, the baby's just <laughs> way in there. I know. You can see the plastic on his forehead. It's, like, <laughs> glistening like a bald older male. And it's just like, what What are you doing? They move, the whole movie was fantastic. Yeah. Except for that one part. I'm like, Whoa, this is insane. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and then we rounded out our, our thriller weekend with uh, watching Jack Ryan for the first time. So I texted Mike last night when we started watching Jack Ryan. And I'm like, Mike, man, watching Jack Ryan for the first time, this is awesome. What was your response? Yes, I told you to catch up. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Why are we still friends? You better watch the whole thing by tomorrow. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Dude, it's so good. First of all, John Krasinski, love him. Right. He's got a bigger nose in this than I did in the office. True. He's got a big schnoz. Yeah. That thing just, just comes right out. He's been telling a lot of lies. But uh, overall, it's amazing. I love when he gets in the back of the ACP. Well, I'm only two episodes in. so. Did you see him get in the back of the ACP yet? Yeah. That's in the second episode. Right? I'm sorry. APC. Uh, it should be. And then the field agent hands him a sidearm. Mm-hmm. And he tries yeah, yeah. to talk to him about it. Yeah, and then, then he just like, sits there and he racks it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm, got it's, it. All right, sweet. Nailed. I know more than you, son. I know. <laughs> the thing that bothers me is he does like the whole show. Um, he kind of made like he he stays in his lane, so he doesn't jump between going full thirteen hours and then going to full gym in the office. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of floats in between, yeah. and then he doesn't do anything really crazy throughout the whole show in both seasons. So as you're watching it, you're like, dude, just like. So are there only two just, seasons? Right now. Okay. It's like, dude, just go, like, kick in the door. Right. Like, go. And he's just, like, he he wears his plate carrier, and he walks around, and he's got his sidearm. And I'm like, dude, I just want, I just want to see it once, man. Yeah. Just, like, flip the switch. You probably, like, can't. 
You'll see. He's got the same charm as he does as Jim. Like he's he's you can tell that the personality that he had when he was on the office is who John Krasinski is as a person. Yes, yeah, and the correlation between John Krasinski and Jim Halpert is the same as Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Okay. That's why the roles work so well because I haven't seen Deadpool. So Ryan Reynolds, have you seen like trailers? Do you understand the concept of the movie? You never seen anything about it at all. Perfect. Have you seen the movie Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds? No. I literally asked you yesterday, how do you find time to watch all these movies? I thought I watched a lot. No. Every single thing that you ever bring up, I've never seen before in my life. We just watch different things. I haven't, I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've seen every episode of Ozark. I've seen basically About every episode time. of Forensic Files. Yeah, give me a week, but I caught up. So, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool is the sarcastic humor that is him in real life so he's just playing himself there's no like we need you to act and be into this kind of role it's like we'll just film it's like this we'll just film you be you right and it works and john krasinski with the sense of humor and the corks and like the the quick witty jokes that's it like that's him as a person it's got yeah there's no way it's not and that's why we might get a lot of flack for this or i might get a lot of flack for this but parks and rec is better than the office because all the characters in Parks and Rec are the exact same person they are outside, for the most part. I yeah. mean, Nick Offerman, he's not a conservative, I hate government person outside, but his like he's a woodworker. He follows his same personality, so some of the ideologies are different. But that's the whole cast. I mean, April, she's a complete like nut job, like she is in the show, but she's playing herself, which makes the whole thing just go extremely smooth the whole show it's more organic yeah yeah um whereas like in the office it's not like jenna fisher was like that dumb blonde i mean right like there's people in the office that aren't who they really are whereas the parks and rec i don't know if there's anybody that was out of place there no not really there's so many different like side info um tidbits from parks and rec where Chris Pratt and Nick Offerman would start every scene and then randomly just rip one in the middle of the scene and then cause everybody to flip out or they would start the scene with that and then they have to refilm and they're like guys really and then they would just giggle and it was like their thing throughout the entire show they would just rip one are you gonna watch on uh the 30th yeah yeah, yeah I'm excited so for that sick. so on, on April 30th uh they are going to be doing an online like meeting with all of them in character it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Do you watch SNL normally? No, no. not normally. Yeah. I watch the old... Sk- Christ. I watch That's the old skits. Sip. Calm down a second. Because uh, they're doing it all Zoom and like virtual right now. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> Tell me how it is, man. I don't sugarcoat a damn thing. I'm not going to watch that. Because of how it's set up or just because you don't watch it anymore? Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not funny. Like... You can't zoom SNL. Yeah. That doesn't... Are you going to zoom a Broadway show? Like, no. Like, there's there's sets... There's th- some people that are thinking about comedians doing online comedy skits. Who's going to... Like, 
part of the humor of something like that is laughing with everybody else. If there's no one in the audience that's laughing, it's going to be like dead humor. The climate would definitely be different. Um, and I understand their point of like why it could work because when you do a stand up, the crowd is blacked out with lights anyways. So you really can't see them and you're blinded by the spotlight. So, I mean, what's the difference between one person and 4,000? On their end, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't, they feed off the crowd as well. Mm -hmm. So I just don't get that. Yeah. But, all right. So, Jack Ryan, so you're how many episodes in? Just two. Just two. Yeah. So, what happened so far? They just got back from Yemen the second time. Or they're still in Yemen right now. I don't know, dude. There's so much that happened. I don't even remember what the last scene was. The, uh, the Solomon just got away. He's back at home now. Got it. Okay. So they haven't gone after him again. Okay. Um, the first episode ended with them going to Yemen, was it? Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know. But right now they're, they're going back to Yemen to go get him again. Okay. But he's back home. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, all I'll say is each episode drags you deeper into the rabbit hole, and you just fall more and more in love with it. Um, Russia comes up, and Venezuela comes up. And just go along, just ride the wave. Okay. Just go along for it. You're going you're gonna to be hooked. Yeah, I'm excited. It, the only thing that I don't necessarily like about it is so far, and this is just two episodes in, is every ending of the episode has to leave you with some extravagant cliffhanger like you know you're watching a TV show or something like that. Yeah. Like, they could have done it in a different way to where, like, a a normal series doesn't leave you on, like, a cliffhanger every single episode. But, like, them panning out while John Krasinski's looking out into, like, space, like, oh. It's like, all right, you don't need that on every single episode. If there was a book recommendation i could make to somebody that's never read a single book there's i know but there's a book series that is filthy let me talk to you about this i'm impressed that you read i i read a select genre like business motivation personal development and anything about war like autobiographies fictional war things like that so <clears throat> are we recording yeah i just keep like this is so close to my knee so i just keep <laughs> nudging it every half second and our audience is gonna have a seizure but that's fine perfect yeah. we'll just show you more than me perfect so all right before i drink all right ghost recon by tom clancy was so kick-ass that it put him on such a map with Splinter Cell and everything else. The Department of Defense brought him in, sat him down, and said, how do you know so much about what we do? Really? And he said, all I did was research. Most everything that you have is public information through Google searches. And then all the DOD could say was basically just like, roger that. Because it's true. Like, if you you could look up any FM, which is a field manual, any TM training manual in the Army on a quick Google search, and you will literally find all of the tactics that we use, teach, drill, go through. Like, Battle Drill 6 
is how to clear a room, you could search Battle Drill 6 on Google and then pull up how the army clears a room. Really? I did not know that. 100%. Like, it's... You could look up Army Study Guide and then go through all of the information of, like, how the army asks board questions about different weapon systems. Like, okay, M4A1 weighs how much it... Like, describe it. And then you go through... All the different things about, like, an M4 carbine. And then you would just go through how how the operating system works, what rounds it shoots, um, what the cyclic rate of fire is, what the sustained rate of fire is, what the rapid rate of fire is. It's all... You could do that for anything. I can tell you the stats on Call of Duty. M4A1 is one of the better guns, man. M4A1 was nasty, by the way. I finished my career with it, <laughs> and I'm all about having a fully automatic M4. But anyways, the... Uh, we'll call it that partner. but yeah so ghost recon is a three book series when i got done reading it it motivated me in a different way um that helped aid me in re-enlisting for an additional two years really in my in my uh in my time in so it is is, so good who is tom clancy did he serve bro it's a pen name what it's a pen name oh that's not a real name no, oh, I thought that just like Stephen King. That's not his real name. It's a it's a surname. It's a pen name. I did not know that either. Yeah, what's Tom Clancy's real name? I don't know. He was contacted by the Pentagon. They know. I don't know. <laughs> so, do you know anything about him? Uh, no. All I know is that he's an author, and everything he writes is incredible. So, here is the whole point of that whole story. Ghost Recon, specifically the first book. That'll just get you hooked. Super motivating. They literally take an ODA team, like SF, but they just make it like, okay, Green Berets is here, Delta Force is here, and then they're like one step up. Like, this is our, this is the U.S. government's mercenary squad. You have a female sniper. You have, like, every single person is so dialed in. They have a flip-down hood where enemies in red... Friendlies are in green. There's different symbols for different things. And they just like, everything's all dialed in. It's like super high technology. And you're just reading this like, oh my God, that's sick. And you just get, you fall, you literally fall in love with it. But at the end of every chapter, it's a huge cliffhanger. Like mid firefight in a huge battle, the chapter will end. And you're like, whoa, I can't stop reading now. (laughs) (laughs) Rutang is getting shot at, and he's the medic. He can't die because he's a team medic, so I got to keep reading. So then you just like, <sighs> dude, I read the book in like a day. How it many pages is it? Like 300. I don't read anything more than 96. <laughs> and there has to be at least 40 pages of pictures or else I'm out. <laughs> That's how I was. And the book is just, it's a movie. Dude, I got Tom Clancy Ghost Recon on Xbox One. If you want to play it after we can. It's also a good game. It but is. yeah, it's such a good book. Just like American Sniper. The book, which I read eight months before Chris Kyle actually passed away. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, way better than the movie. Way better than the movie. I don't understand people that say that. The movie's pretty good. Read the book, dude. Dude, for what? I saw the movie. I know because how it it's from Chris Kyle. Well, I know. That's why you it's better than the movie. The movie off the book, dude. Here's the thing. <laughs> they did a good job with American Sniper. They brought in his wife Tara. They said, look. You know, I want to take this. Bradley Cooper took his roles very, very, very seriously. seriously. He yeah. did all the work for it. Like he's, he tried to match the mannerisms and everything else. But 
there's still that dimension and element of having Chris Kyle there that would have cha- like Lone Survivor was a pretty damn good movie, but Marcus Luttrell's alive and he's in the movie. Like he helped out with the movie. You know what I mean? So he can add that yeah. element where American Sniper, it's like Chris Kyle passed. So you're missing some of those finer details. Like there's, there's stuff about his brother in the book. That's not touched on in the movie. Um, just a lot of the details that were encompassed in the different battles and, his multiple deployments. It's just, it's such a good book. It's such a tragedy on how he ended up passing. Sucks. Like you serve four tours and then you come home and die that way. Like that is so, yeah. so terrible. Yeah. Every sucks. single time I watch that movie, it's just, just pulls on the heartstrings. Man. There was a massive conspiracy theory when he initially passed. I, I still remember the day he passed, I was working at Dick's and the news broke. I was working at Dick's boarding goods and footwear. I went back to the break room and then the TV was on, and excuse me, they they basically had the headline of Chris Kyle pa- Navy Seal Chris Kyle passes away, and then I was like, "Are you serious?" And then the new hour passed, and then they updated it, and they're like, "Chris Navy Seal Chris Kyle dies," and I was like, "Dude," and everyone's just looking at me like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "You don't understand, like what that is, yeah. like he's that's paramount, that's big news." And I was I was crushed. Like, I was destroyed the rest of my shift. Mm-hmm. I was literally, I was like, I can't really talk to anybody. Like, I just kind of have to digest this. And I, it was weird. Like, after reading the book, I felt like, in a sense, that I know him. And all my buddies that have read the book, all different ages, they were like, yeah, I feel like I literally know him. And, it, like, it sucks that he died. Plus, he did a shit ton for the community. But it's just, it sucks, dude. Yeah. He's such a good dude. The, the dude that killed him. I guess, like, told somebody that he did it just because he wouldn't talk to him during the car ride to the gun range. I'm sure that's not the reason. You never know, man. I know. And if that's the truth, that's really shitty. What other reason could there be? The guy was mentally unstable and he was a schizophrenic. initially they said that he blacked out from him seeing a sidearm. And because it was so close, because he was in a wheelchair... And Chris Kyle was standing in front of him, and when he he was looking eye level at the firearm, like that just triggered a switch. He reached and that was it. He he grabbed it and then shot him. But that's initial. Like I haven't done really any any deep deep research into yeah. it since he passed. But there was there was a ton of conspiracy theories that that guy was like a government mole and they wanted to take out Chris Kyle because he knows too much. It's just like all these different Same conspiracy with theories. Shooter. The guy knows too much and they want to blame him. 100%. Bob Lee Swagger killing it over there. Right. Mile, mile sniper, bro. Right. Well, Sniping is so intriguing to me, but there's no way in hell that I would ever be able to do it. What do you mean? It's just math. You'd definitely be able to do it. Come on. Like, how, There's so much that goes into it. There's no way that I would be able to. Like, a mile-long sniper shot. No way I'd be able to pull that off. It's just math. It's ballistics. Yes, you could. Oh, yeah, man. Easy. Well, you I think mean, you can? I know the people that can do it. <laughs> it's it's really... It, it's it's a fundamental understanding of ballistics, having the right ammo, the right weapon system, and then for a mile-long shot now in 2020, it's way easier than it was 15... True. You know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, just on technology alone. I mean, there's ballistic calculators that can easily do the math for you and then you just basically dial in your scope and as long as you have a, a like a solid spotter that helps but it, you know it's there's still some luck at a mile out but at the same time it's not it's not as crazy as what it used to be do you know what the longest shot is on record right now 
Um, I don't know. That's I actually nice. just seen it recently. Somebody just posted it. Um, I think it's I think a U.S. dude just beat a Canadian because the, oh, really? the Canadians recently had it for the long. It was like a mile and a half, if not a little longer. But how it's, powerful it's of a scope would you have to have to see somebody a mile and a half away? Strong. What is what is a normal scope that's not a sniper? How much magnification? Well, like a, a, an ACOG is, I mean, a standard is like one times magnifying. Um, ACOG, I, I believe, is 1.4. I used an M68 red dot, and then I switched to an ACOG once I got promoted. And honestly, I prefer a red dot. It's just way easier to use. The ACOG is, it's great, but for for my unit, it's not necessarily, like, I just... I just prefer a CCO. I'm old school in that regard. ACOGs are sweet, but it's just, I mean, yeah. you know. But there's there's Leopold optics. I can find out for you as soon as we're done. Yeah. But I, again. I'm, and ACOG is like 1.4. I'm not kidding. All my knowledge that I have on that stuff comes from Call of Duty. So everything's wrong <laughs> for the most part. Like, I can only imagine that that's wrong. But I'll tell you, my sniper setup in Call of Duty is bomb, and I can hit some far shots. Oh, yeah? But, like, that has nothing to do with, like, yeah, man, I'm a real sniper now. Do you see that shot I just had? Right. But it, it, it intrigues me, though, because I love watching sniper movies because I know that there is some sort of math or sophistication or intelligence that goes into each shot that, to me, that's just so intriguing to me. Yeah, I mean, humidity... Plays a factor. Wind obviously plays a factor. Um, rain plays a factor. Elevation. Elevation Everything. definitely plays a factor, especially if you're shooting high to low. Um, but even like if you're elevated, like on a level surface, but up in the air, because air density and everything has to deal with it too, I'm assuming, right? Correct. Yep. So there's that. There's also um, it. a lot of it's math and being able to see the vapor trail. So your dope is your distance on prior engagements. And it's a formula. So you basically do all your math, you plug everything in, and then you realize that your round is going to fall just because of ballistics. Mm -hmm. So you want to have your rounds that have a specific amount of grain. Um, I mean, it's the barreling and the rifle matters with the minute of angle. And it's, it's a whole, it's a science. Sniper schools, it's a great school because you learn a ton. Uh, They recently switched over to a point system. So, the way to hold on, I got a drink. Is sniper school easier, harder, or like the same as? It depends on who you ask. Old school snipers will tell you that the the sniper school today is easier than it was when they went through, which that's also uniformed to anything and everything involving the military. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent basic training class was the hardest basic training class. That's like the joke. So that's why most dudes never talk about basic training. Like it's dude, it's basic training. It's yeah. it's uniformed. Um, but the it the scaling and how they base on who graduates and who fails changed in sniper school. But there's still the pass fail events where if you fail, you go home. So when you show up, we call it's called day zero. When you first show up, that's day zero. They immediately like you do your quick impress, whatever, all the paperwork and shit, and then um, you. By that point, you've already met all the prereqs. You did your psyche eval. You did your PT test. Like, you right. know you're good to go. You get there. Then you have to do a zero in group with iron sights on an M4 as soon as you get there. And if you don't meet that group, you're gone. 
they're just like, okay, go home. Like, you're not even, you can't even shoot. So why are you at sniper school? Right. So, which it's, it's the same as when we're going through high school and college, there's people that have test anxiety and they just, it's the same thing in the military, but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, it's, it's obviously elevated because it's your career. So when you're there for your career, you're like, oh my God, like if I fail sniper school, like I got to go back to my unit as a failure. And then there's a ton of ego because everything is ego driven. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm a sniper. There's that. It's the same thing with ranger school, sniper school, like any, any school you go to, it's all ego. So you can't go into the military just being going into sniper? Correct. Okay. Yeah. You, you would have to go into, um, the military under some sort of combat arms MOS to be eligible to go to sniper school. And then even still it's, it's based on unit. They just don't send anybody and everybody there's each unit gets an allotted amount of slots for a specific group of schools, basically. So if you're, um, let me think like if you're a cook, they're not going to send you to combat dive school for an easy example, but there's, and that, that kind of falls through with like a lot of the stuff that, you know, my unit did, we were a Pathfinder unit, so they would send you to Pathfinder school. So you would set up landing zones, drop zones, you would do all the rigging, you would do um, all the sling load operations, like things like that. Um, I didn't mean to say rigging, because when I watch this back, I'm going to get mad at myself, I meant sling loads. Which a sling load is like helicopter comes in, and then guys on the ground tie whatever vehicle they want to the helicopter, and then the helicopter flies away and carries the vehicle. That's a sling load, um, which obviously there's a ton in that. So... Pathfinder school is extremely difficult. So there's Pathfinder school, there's aerosol school, there's sniper school, mountain school, things that are slick, things that directly relate to your unit, your unit will send you to. But if it's completely outside of what your unit would use for, like there's no point in going. Um, You know, and we've, we always pushed for schools that make sense for us. So because it was reconnaissance, we're like, we need to go to mountain school so we can keep working on different elevation training. We can. We need to go to like squad desi- squad designated marksman school, which it's kind of like a step down from sniper school. But then at least in a team, you could be the SDM, and then you could reach out and touch somebody if we needed to. You know, based on whatever mission we were doing, mm-hmm. send somebody to tracking school. Um, we have zodiacs, so we should send somebody to a school that focuses on zodiacs which is like the rubber boats that SEALs use, Rangers use, all that stuff. I thought it was like if you're a Scorpio or a Capricorn. Yeah, if you're a Cancer, you have to go to the school. <laughs> um, you know, and th- there's obviously like there's your your legitimate airborne, or I'm sorry, there's your legitimate infantry schools, like Air Assault, um, Pathfinder, but our unit doesn't jump, so they wouldn't send you to airborne school. So it's all... It's basically the army like, okay, that, that makes sense to send you because you're in that unit, but sure. we're not going to send you to this school because what are you going to do with that? Like, you're not even, right. you don't get paid for it. There's no reason. So we're not going to waste the money and send you. That's so interesting. Yeah. Dude, that was an amazing conversation. We're already at an hour, so we got to wrap this up. We, well, got, we well, got a cocktail session and a whiskey rating to do. We'll edit, we'll edit a bunch of stuff. No, dude, we're not editing anything. Yes, we are, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, 55 minutes. All right, let's go to do some... Jesus, dude. Drop the beef for the cocktail section. I don't even know anymore. I'm I so won't screw it up. with cocktails. <clears throat> cocktails. My cocktail is the Bourbon Espresso. It's one and a half ounces of Four Roses that we have here. 
three quarter ounce of coffee liqueur and one shot of espresso. To make it, you pour the bourbon, the coffee liqueur, and espresso into a cocktail shaker and shake hard with ice. You then strain it into a martini glass and balance three espresso beans onto the foam to garnish. Nice. Hell yeah. There you go. What do you got? Mine is called Summertime. Summertime, the living's easy. All right, you got, excuse me, one and a half ounces of Four Roses, three quarters ounce of Aperol, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, and one quarter ounce of honey syrup. And then you finish that off with two dashes of Jerry Thomas decanter bitters. And that's your cocktail. That's mint. Nailed it. Nailed Let's get it. to rating this whiskey and then get out of here. Rowan is about to come soon, dude. We got like four minutes before Rowan comes. All right, fine. And I got to go golf. So, uh, and I wanted to talk about Bill's talk, too. Where are you going to golf? We just set up in my garage. Okay, so you're dude. golfing in your garage, so that yeah. you, you don't have to go anywhere. I got tea time in like five <laughs> minutes in my garage, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. I got to edit it anyway. But uh, I wanted to do Bill's talks. I want to talk about our draft picks. What do you think? Just off the top. Who cares if this is four hours long? Whatever. I give the Bills an A minus. Why? Why not an A plus? Because we, I mean, we got what we needed. We're good. An A-plus would have been, I don't even know what an A-plus would have looked like. Maybe an offensive tackle so we can figure out Ford's debacle. But, it, I mean, we we attacked a lot of the offensive line of free agency. We drafted a kicker that's solid. I'm stoked about it. He, Dude, he hit like a 60-yard one step. Yeah. It's like, okay, right. bye, Hauschka. I know. Love you, but see ya. Yeah. Um, he's also not tatted up with right-wing militia right. groups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a For positive. For that doesn't know, it's the Patriots kicker. Yeah, the Patriots kicker has a three percenter tattoo on his left inner bicep. He's so like, I don't know what it meant when I got it. Like, that's what's you're what's wrong with our country. <laughs> so um, I think the. What do you think about us taking a quarterback? What are your What are your thoughts on it, dude? I'm stoked we got Jake Fromm. Me too. Stoked we got him. He's essentially another coach. He's extremely intelligent. Total bro. His Twitter handle is Jake from State Farm. I'm all about this kid. And he's, I mean, did you see him? He's yeah. a stud. Yeah. It's obnoxious. So I'm all about Jake Fromm the, in a totally straight alpha male, non-homosexual way. The thing with that, the thing with him, especially in the fifth round, because fifth round is actually when Brady was drafted, I'm pretty sure, right? So, like, he could potentially become a starter one day. I think we stole him from the Patriots. Really? Did you hear them? No. Bill Belichick said in a press conference, he's like, we didn't plan on not drafting a quarterback. We wanted a quarterback. It's just all of the ones we wanted were gone. I think they were waiting for Jake Fromm. I think they got greedy, thought that he was going to fall, and then we snagged him because Brandon Bean's a savage. Right. And I think that we stole him from the Patriots. That's sick because you know next year, one, I don't know too, too much about college football, but I don't think that the draft next year is as quarterback heavy. Like, they have Trevor Lawrence coming out. But other than that, don't Patriots, remind me. Patriots aren't going to be uh, number one draft pick Correct. to grab Trevor Lawrence because he's going to go within the top three next year. No doubt. So is my boy T-Law. God, he needs right to cut that hair. There. You're, you're looking like him coming up, dude. Listen, you, your hair is that long. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tuck my hair be- behind my ears. Um, But, like... I, in the off chance, I know everybody loves Allen. I love him too. But in the off chance he doesn't perform this year, and let's say we miss the playoffs, 
why not have a fifth round quarterback? We don't need anything else. Every single person on our team, like we went into this draft for the first time in years, not needing anything. We got Stefan Diggs. Like, honestly, other than tackle, which we also filled in the free agency with Daryl Williams, what position do you think that the Bills really needed? The end, and we got it. And we got it in the second round. Mm -hmm. So outside of that, why not play with the other picks? Why not grab Jake Fromm? Why not grab Tyler Bass? Why not grab two beastly wide receivers that are 6'2 and 6'4 where we don't have that height? Like this was a – to me, this was a slam dunk for the Bills. People are flipping out because we got a D-end in the second round. We were projected to take him in the first round, and like three years ago, he was projected number one overall. Right. And we got him in the second round. Yeah. Like, we killed this draft, and I have full confidence in Bean and McDermott. And when it comes to a quarterback in the fifth round, in the off chance that Allen doesn't fix his accuracy, in the off chance, and he's not our franchise quarterback, we got an elite-level backup. That could potentially be a starter, no problem. I love this draft. Jake Fromm, so he's a younger Matt Barkley. Right. It's exactly what he is, and I'm all about it because Matt Barkley's not dumb. Yeah. He plays smart. He doesn't have a great arm, but neither, neither does him. Jake Fromm. Yeah. They're the same. They're the same style quarterback. It's just we got him on a rookie contract. Right. And we don't necessarily need Barkley anymore because right. Allen is going on his what fourth year now? Third or fourth? Third. Third year. Fourth third. year. Third year. Third. Third. Third year. Yeah, yeah. So he's going on his third year. He doesn't necessarily need a veteran to teach him anymore. He has two years experience. This is making me burp a lot. Um, What's well, a high rye, bro? 35% high rye. rye. Yeah, really. So I love this draft class. I love that we got Zach Moss. I was honestly hoping that we were going to grab A.J. Dillon because he's like a 6'3", 250-pound, 4'5", 40 running back that I would have loved to have at goal line. But I like this guy, too. Yeah, He's smaller, but Bean came out and said that Moss is our Gore, so we're basically going to get rid of Gore, yeah. let him retire. Dude's maybe going keep, maybe he, keep Yeldon. Yeah, he's literally going to turn in his helmet and yeah. grab a gold jacket on the way out because right. going right into the Hall of Fame. We'll keep Yeldon for an option. I mean, it's we're good. We're in we, really good shape. We honestly, if we don't win a playoff this year, I'll be upset. Hundred percent. If we we We're really should have won right last now. year, but We're if stacked. we don't win a playoff game this year, the whole city is going to be like, dude. Just even if it's one playoff game win, yeah. the whole city to will show be happy. Progress. Yeah, we've already showed progress two playoff runs in the last three years. We need to have another playoff run. We need, to, we win need to win one game. Yep. If we win one playoff game, I'm happy. And what do you think about Tampa? Just to kind of sum this up, dude, Tampa is going to be garbage. I'm calling it. They're going to be this year's Cleveland. Everyone was so hyped up about Cleveland last year with Baker, OBJ, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, like all these huge offensive weapons. Brady's done. Gronk is a nobody at this point. He was going to wrestle for the God's sake. Like he's not going, they're not going to perform the way that they did in New England. They're done. I can predict right now, and hold me to this, New England Patriots will be better, have a better record than the Tampa Bay Bucs. I watch the Buccaneers and smile about the whole thing, but I it's a whole separate division. I feel bad for Breeze because now he has to deal with it all, but mm-hmm. they also just got Hill for and a Winston. $21 million contract. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't foresee the Bucs being a threat per se. I'm actually semi-worried about the Dolphins because they also did a really good job in the draft, and I'm not saying that with Tua. I'm saying that with all their offensive picks between all the linemen and mm. – I did they grab a tight end or no? 
I think it was just a bunch of O-linemen. I think it was a bunch of O-linemen. Which, I mean, you pretty much need because you want to protect two as much as possible. How but How shitty do you have to feel if you're Josh Rosen? You got drafted in the first round. Your first year, they pick a first-round tight end, or first-round quarterback. You get traded to a different team. They pick a first-round quarterback. No one, everybody wanted uh, Rosen for Buffalo. So happy we don't have him. But I would feel terrible if I were him. Honestly, I don't think that he's ever been in the right system and given a real chance. Yeah. And I, it sucks, but I mean, he's got a job, mm-hmm. so he's still raking the money. It just sucks that he never really, like, at, up to now, hasn't gotten a huge chance. Cam Newton is rumored to go to the Dolphins, which is insane. Can you? Why? Exactly. Get rid of Fitz? Exactly. Like, what is the intent behind that? But I don't, I don't I know. I wouldn't be surprised if Cam goes to Patriots. Yeah, they were talking about that a week ago, week and a half, but I don't know. Who do they have right now? They got their, uh, what's his name? This is going to bother me next week when I watch this. What's that kid's name? It's 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 kind of like Stenum or something. Um, it'll, it'll come to me after, but I had too much Hunter Proof. But, but yeah, so. he's... He, I, I think clearly he's not that important, but Patriots are going to have a better record than the Bucks. We'll see. It's Bill Belichick, not Tom Brady, that I'm scared of. It's still going to be Pats. All right. Anyway, let's. Uh, overall, a minus. I would say a minus would be a fair, a fair grade for the Bills. They did a great job. I'm so excited for the season. The season better happen. It's like the ninth beep for this episode. Let's go for twelve. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get to rating this whiskey. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, Four Roses, because it's a commercial break, you know what I'm saying? This episode is sponsored by Rigid. Uh, Four Roses Single Barrel 100 Proof. (laughs) What do you got for label branding? Do you know why they call themselves Four Roses? No. Neither do I. Perfect. Nailed it. See you later, guys. (laughs) Um, I like Four... So, this is just the uh, millennial in me. But I like the fact that it's called Four Roses because when I Venmo you for this bottle, I can just put in actual roses and four of them and you'll know exactly what it is. So I'm going to give this one an A. You already Venmoed me. Um, and, I'm, and I think I did that. I think I did Four Roses. God, I hate you. And I'm also down for an A. But like, I don't, we probably should have done research on that. I don't know why they call themselves Four Roses. It's a Speculate. staple. It's it's a staple. It's on every shelf ever. Anybody can pick up this bottle. But speculate. all of their products why are would, amazing. Why would they call it four roses? Just throw it a guess. Four is better than three. But why roses? I think that when he told his wife that he was starting a distillery, he brought four roses to her as a. I know I'm spending our life savings on opening a distillery, but here's some roses to help ease the pain. And there were four of them. Uh, wrap three times to give her a dozen. So that's why it's called Four Roses. I'm glad we just lost all of our subscribers. <laughs> Alright. For the nose on the Four Roses. Oh, God. Anyway, we gotta give our people something to listen to. It's like I'm too drunk to smell it. Not drunk. Throw that disclaimer out there. You'll leave it after this. Yeah, I'm definitely not. Or drunk. you can go golf after this. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a golf net now with clubs that I would chip. <laughs> you don't want to trust me with those pieces of art. Honestly, I'm getting a burnt oak smell. 
Yeah, I'm I'm getting not a, dr- a campfire, but like a burnt oak, caramelized sugar type smell. All right, beast. I'm getting what? the I'm getting the dried spice and vanilla. I'm getting somewhere between three to five roses. <laughs> what would you rate How it? How much do you hate me at this point? <laughs> um, I'll raise this an A plus. This is a very if you think of bourbon. I think of this smell. Yeah, I mean, this is this is your everyday drinker. Even though it's hot, it doesn't go down as hot as 100 no. Proof says. Right. We're shot this week. We couldn't even figure out what proof it was until I looked down at my notes and realized I wrote it because down. Because I could have sworn you said 58. We'll play it back. Our listeners will let us know. Those two spam comments we get every week, they'll let us know. <laughs> That's all us. We did a great job and to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for a two views next week. Love it. Um, Initial taste. I'm also giving this an A+. That oak is transitioning right to the initial taste. This is the heavy oak forward, pepper, and rye finish to me. It's a very traditional whiskey, traditional bourbon. But for me, you can get a little bit of leather in there, too. But other than that, it's a very easy drinker. It's your tr- if you like bourbon and you're into the traditional bourbon taste, you will like this with a with a little hint of pepper at the end that signifies that high rye. That's honestly what this is, and a little bit of shoe leather. Good thing I licked my shoes before I started this. Are you getting the same? I agree, I agree, I agree. I'm, I'm, not, getting a, I'm not getting a ton of vanilla. No, I'm it's not, not a ton. I'm getting a ton of, of caramel. Yeah, the, the vanilla's in the nose. The taste, it's, you're getting uh, the fruits. You're getting the, the ripe plum, the cherries. Uh, and then, like you said, you're getting the pepper on the back end of the initial taste. You're getting the wheat bread up front. Um, I mean, it's really, really good. I'm not getting a ton of wheat bread up front. I am. Honestly, I'm getting just... A blast of oak. Really? Yeah. I, I'm getting some oak, but I've also had a lot of bread this week. So I'm just like... So you're tuned to that flavor. Yeah, I'm tuned to that. Um, ending ending note. I'm, ending note, that's where I'm getting a little bit of rye bread. Yeah. With the ending note. Rye bread, a little pepper. Finish it off with a charred oak at the end. That's what I'm getting. It's kind of consistent from the initial taste to the end. Yeah, of the note. there's nothing. No, there's nothing going back. That's different. I'm gonna give it an A plus. Mm-hmm. It's a very consistent everyday drinker to me. It's not gonna blow your socks off for me, but it's also not gonna be skipped on the shelf if I need something. That's how much was this? Forty bucks? Thirty five? I don't remember. Hold on. I don't remember what that one is. The receipt's right up there. Um. <laughs> This is just a really easy everyday drinker for me. Nothing crazy. 30. 30. No, no. Nope. 44. 44. Nailed it. So this is $44. Um, Larceny was 30. To me, this is really. Yeah. Wow. But we also got the uh, 
that one was the 92 proof. Go back and listen to that episode. Correct. Yeah. That, that one was the lower proof of the Larceny. Yeah, it's 92. Um, this, this is very, very good. Very consistent throughout the whole taste. Nothing that jumps out at your face, but also nothing that will drive you away from it. If you're in the market for a mid-tier, under $50 bourbon that has a little bit of kick to it and will do the job because it's 100 proof, I would totally recommend this. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Final rating. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 91. 91.5. Nailed it. Look at That was easy math even you can do. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's our episode. If anybody wants to listen to that Larceny episode, we just did that last week, episode 30. And this is episode 31. So if anybody has any suggestions on what to do next, right now we're just going to be really going through our selection that we still have to go uh, on episodes going forward for everybody. Go like our Facebook page and our Instagram page for at the Buffalo Happy Hour. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube because every subscriber helps and it's free to do. And we just would love seeing you guys there on a regular basis. Michael, anything else to add? Appreciate all support. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. Actually, we still have shirts left, too. We should probably post about. But yeah. anyway, that has been episode 31 of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. Dude, I'm stoked for next week. Me too. One week closer to post-Rona life. Post-Rona life, which will never... This is the new norm, man. This is the new norm. <laughs> I'm right. still going to hug you. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.